Morata Sports, the local sports leader, Bigley and Morata. Social Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Time for some Social Studies, the Friday edition. Here to take us through it is Sarah Cazell. You're excited about the Friday edition, aren't you, Sarah? Friday at 9 o'clock. Every single week, I'm like, let's go! It's a good time. We got this! It's It's a a great time. time. Yes, welcome into Social Studies, everyone. We are uh, on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. At Bickley underscore Murata. Some hilarious questions and even more hilarious answers today on Social Studies. Good work, everybody. All right, let's start out with uh, the Cardinals coaching search. They uh, continue their search for Cliff Kingsbury's replacement, and as we have established on the show this week, it's not Moving so quickly, it's not going so hot. Uh, The newest news in this realm is that uh, from Ian Rappaport today, the Broncos have requested an interview with Brian Flores for their D.C. job. He seemed like the best case scenario for the Cardinals. We'll see if he's still available. Uh, Of these four options, guys, who would you most want? The Cardinals An underwhelming choices, we would say. I, not not household yeah. names, some of these Correct. people they're interviewing. Yeah, the four options listed here are Brian Callahan, the Bengals' offensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, the Bengals' defensive coordinator, yes. Biff Horseman, and Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator. I haven't heard of Biff Horseman before. This is just, but a, this is just a way for Jared to add to his stable... <laughs> I've made up names. See what I did there? Yeah. Well played. Yeah. This, this was a social experiment. Just to Jared's see. way to make it about Jared again. No, nope. <laughs> that's all it is. No, I wanted that's to see how many. Is. I want to see how many people would acknowledge that uh, you know the fake name because the other names are so sort of not household names. And of all the comments and all the votes, only one person even questioned it. Really? Maybe they want Biff Horseman. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just used to your. Whatever. Idiocy? <laughs> That's a word. His, okay. his horsing around. Uh, of the three actual people on that list, I don't know. Lou Anarumo, I guess. I've heard the most glowing things about Lou Anarumo of those three. Yes. The Bengals fan base seemed most torn up about Lou Anarumo when they saw that he was interviewing with the Cardinals. Yeah. So I, I guess there's that. Although when we talked to the guy from Cincinnati earlier in the week, he was like, yeah, after year two, the fan base was like, get get rid of all these guys. That's true. So, it's- I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to vote. Listen, it's either him or Brian Callahan. And to be different, I'll vote for Brian Callahan okay. because somebody's going to have to deal with getting Kyler Murray in a different lane. Kafka yeah. is 35. Callahan Kafka. is... Kafka. Yeah, not Kafka. 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 <laughs> I'd, I'd been saying it wrong earlier this week. I thought it was like the uh, writer, but it's not. Kafka. That would be Kafka. I don't right. believe yes. they are related. Franz Kafka, the <laughs> famous Kafka. novelist. That's a soft day. That's right. Kafka. 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 Think you're from Chicago. Kafka is right. only 35 years old. Callahan is 38 years old. And Anarumo is, is in his uh, mid-50s, so he's a little more, at least life experienced. Yeah. I don't know how old Biff Horseman is, though. <laughs> Why not? He's Ageless. No, I'd, have to I'd prefer Horse Biffman, but hey, it's just me. <laughs> oh. I'll give it a goog. All right, let's get to some of our listener responses. 46% of our voters said they would most want Lou Anarumo. 
for the Cardinals as far as first-time head coaching candidates go. 23% voted for Brian Callahan. 18% voted for Mike Kafka. 13% said Biff Horseman. Um, let's see. Justin Prestigard voted for Lou Anarumo just because Vince would have fun with it. How do you say his name, Vince? Lou Anarumo! <laughs> So good. It's so good. Uh, a few people wrote in Eric Bieniemy, like Waldo Geraldo Faldo. He said that uh, he really likes what he knows about Eric Bieniemy and what other people on our air have said about him lately. Uh, Kenny Dillingham got a couple <laughs> write-in votes. Maybe win one game at ASU first, and then we can promote him. Uh, J-Rod Cards says, how about this for the next poll? Which medical procedure do you prefer? A colonoscopy? A prostate exam? A root canal? <laughs> People are really loving these options, guys. Wow. Uh, David Shaw got a write-in vote as well. Maybe maybe a couple. Uh, moving on to our next question. And th- this is another one that our, our listeners were not terribly excited to respond to. Looking at potential trade scenarios for Jay Crowder, who has just been sitting on the bench uh, for the Suns all season long. We're asking, which scenario would you prefer, guys? Trade Jay Crowder for Patrick Beverly or do nothing with Jay Crowder. Yeah, I would uh, I'd fully embrace Pat Beverly as a son. But I know Vinny's got philosophical issues with it. I would fully embrace him. I would guard against fully embracing him because he'll probably hit you with an errant elbow. Well, you don't have to worry about Aaron Elvis you hitting you anymore if he's on your team. So, <laughs> uh, You know how I feel on this one. Enjoy the couch, Jay. If that's your option, we're just going to eat it. Yeah. Pay, pay, pay you off, and you can go sign where you want to. I'm curious about the results, three. Yes, oh, really? 73 percent of, of the people would like no asset instead of Pat Beverly. Okay. Correct. Okay. No asset instead of an uh, ass. Yes, they would yeah. like. Okay. No asset. Seventy-three <laughs> percent say do nothing with Jay Crowder. Twenty-seven percent say trade for Pat Bev. Justin Prestigard says I would rather give myself paper cuts with Manila folders than trade for Pat Bev. Sarah MC says, it won't help the Suns, but I don't want Jay Crowder to be awarded with a new spot. You want to sit out? Stay seated. Oh, girl! Again, let's remind people we have, we don't have the full story on Jay Crowder. Yes, that's true. That's true. Sports Kebab Fan Club says, I haven't even had my coffee yet. What the hell did I wake up to? <laughs> Unbelievable. Toria says, it's 4.55 a.m. Do not depress me on a Friday already. Yeah. Duh, she's, it's she's Raleigh. She's all the way in Alaska, so yeah, that's right. she gets a hit yeah. with it even earlier. If the Suns the yeah, are paying different. Jay Crowder to stay away, the Suns, by definition, have less issue with Jay Crowder than you do. Indeed. And you speak, I'm speaking collectively to everybody who is just assuming this is Jay Crowder's fault. Of course. And it very well may be, but we don't know that. So let's stop acting like we do. Oh, I don't. I mean, in this particular discussion, I'm not assigning fault. I just don't, desperately do not want Patrick Beverly on the Suns under yes. any circumstance. I hear you. All right, final question. Bick, at the start of the show, you mentioned Phil Mickelson shutting down the idea of a PGA Tour versus Live Golf Tour. Championing the uh, idea. Champion, oh, th- championing oh, th- the well, idea. He said they uh, let, let, me, let me clarify. He says it would be such a blowout on behalf of the Live group yes. that it would be over in an hour and you would have to go to, you know, extra recorded programming, which I guess if it's on the CW, you know, they could do a Riverdale um, marathon uh, or something uh, like uh, that. Uh, 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 the CW. Have that on tap. Mm-hmm. 
So we're we're going to make this a, a good versus evil story, as so much of the PGA versus live context has been described as that. What was the biggest or is the biggest good versus evil matchup in the history of sports? Oh, uh, yeah. Two jumped to mind immediately. Uh, uh, U.S. hockey team against the evil Soviet Union. Yes. And Georgetown Villanova, NCAA basketball. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. What do you think, Fence? Um, the first one that popped into my head was was the Miracle on Ice U.S. against the oh, of course the CCCP as they that's were right. known as that's it right. were as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a popular one. Uh, Red Sox versus Yankees in the 2004 ALCS. Wait, which said one's the, yeah, which which one's one's the evil, evil one? Yeah, which Good one's the evil question. There, right? he, just, he didn't indicate. Epic series and a curse breaker. I guess the Red Sox technically would have been the good guys in that matchup, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but still. Yeah. But, uh, indeed, but still. Um, the New York Giants versus the undefeated New England Patriots in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Many years ago, actually, at this point. Um, the Miracle on Ice, you guys already mentioned. Nadal versus Djokovic. I guess Nadal I'd being the good that. guy That's here. a good one. I'll buy That's that. That's a good one. And uh, let's see. One last one. David versus Goliath, says Dan. That's a Las good one Vegas too. had Goliath as the heavy favorite. <laughs> Rocky right, Balboa quickly. against Ivan Drago. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Uh, mock my world update quickly. Yesterday we drafted movies with animals in the title in honor of Groundhog's Day. Jarrett Carlin, you are running away with it, wow. my friend. 44% of the vote. Silence of the Lambs, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Black Panther, and Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Vince, you are behind him at 22%. I've got 18%. Bick, you have 16%. Man, I, I One hour I, left in voting. Yeah, I thought I was going to get some love with the dude, where's my ferret? It's very creative. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't get any bounce for that. How was that, by the way? Did you it's watch only it? a 15-minute yeah. movie, by the way. What? That's yeah. right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad we got uh, through social studies today without any pickleball questions. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. That's right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's social studies for us today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, guys. Uh, you can get involved uh, if you want at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Uh, coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals coaching search going into a weekend now. Well, are we going to see Rihanna's halftime show before the Cardinals have a coach? I think these are all legit questions at this point. We'll get into all of them next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, I don't think that Flores would say no to a head coaching opportunity. Now, maybe he would. Maybe he'd wait a year. Maybe he doesn't want to get caught up in a situation where you don't know when you're going to have Kyler Murray. You don't know what the long-term play is at quarterback. You don't have faith in the front office. I mean, that's possible. It's possible. But typically, coaches don't say no when the window opens on their opportunity to be a head yes. coach. And I don't think that his potential interest in other defensive coordinator jobs means he's not interested in the Cardinals job. You just have to have your your, your ducks in a row. you got to have your options lined up. And if the Cardinals job isn't going to come his way, 
he's got to see what else is out there, and uh, he's got to explore opportunities to become a defensive coordinator. I think at a minimum he'll be a defensive coordinator somewhere in 2023. The question is whether or not he gets that Cardinals job. That's Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk who joined us earlier in the show when uh, posed with the question, why haven't the Cardinals hired Brian Flores yet? Uh, he, he identified Brian Flores as a good fit um, and kind of illustrated, hey, this is the type of hire you see teams go to uh, when you go from a, you know, a player's coach that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Normally, the follow-up is to go to a disciplinarian, mm-hmm. which Brian Flores is. So there's a lot of boxes checked by Brian Flores. What we don't know is the nature of the conversations. Florio also brought up, Bick, the the legal ramifications. Uh, you know, The lawsuit could be playing a role in, in some of it, but it is kind of puzzling that since the Cardinals talked to Brian Flores, there's not been really anything well, uh, in, in terms of a new development. Okay, I, I, when you when you kind of think this thing out, when you look at what has been important to Michael Bidwell in the past, whether it's GM or head coach, uh, I think there's been what's been important to him is a spirit of cooperation, where there's a where everything is a decisions made by team and everything big or not so big, medium, everything medium size and above, the owner is going to be a part of that decision, and I think that the new head coach has to be okay with that and my gut instinct is is Brian Flores might not have felt that kind of comfortable level of autonomy from Michael Bidwell and vice versa because it just seems like his candidacy uh, simmered and then just died yes and for him to be um, – for, for the Broncos to be asking permission of the Steelers to interview him as defensive coordinator under Sean Payton, that kind of hurts a little bit because Sean Payton was you know the first candidate of choice for most Cardinals fans. Yes. So – but he also, Florio said in that soundbite, too, about mm-hmm. Flores and, and interviewing for D.C. jobs, as you just mentioned, getting his ducks in a row, which is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But when you look at – the candidacy of another name on the Cardinals list, Vance Joseph, there's not a whole lot of maneuvers on Vance Joseph's part to quote unquote get his ducks in a row. Right now, it appears he'll either be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. or a position coach somewhere else, which would be a step back. He has not interviewed for DC jobs anywhere around the league. Mm-hmm. He's still under contract with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe those those talks can't happen, but it just but no one's asked for permission. N- no, that nobody, we know of. Nobody is. You can't ask for permission. That hasn't happened. It has not been reported. Mm-hmm. And there's been wide reports on a lot of other things. You know, are the Cardinals? You know, we have to consider all options and all possibilities here. The length of this search, the number of candidates. You know that that casting of the net far and wide to add three more candidates in the fourth week of searching for a coach mm-hmm. is that to give the the impression or the illusion of we did cast this net far and wide, but at the end of the day, our best candidate was right in our own backyard in Vance Joseph, and is that is that an opportunity? Yeah, maybe listen, a ploy to pacify fans. If, Again, we have to ask all these questions right now. Listen, if you cast a, a net far and wide and all you get is a couple of malnourished catfish in the net, then what good is casting it far and wide? You know what I mean? Get a harpoon and go get that big creature. Especially because okay. it seems like the, their net has a bunch of holes in it well, where all the good fishes are swimming to other boats. 
Well, it, and so so I think though this is there's a couple of real heavy questions, and that is what does Monty Asenfort want out of his offense? What is he looking for? And and what is this offense going to look like? What is the scheme going to be? And and who's going to be teaching that scheme? And again, the the disciplinarian thing, if. If if Brian Flores came in with an interview with Michael Bidwell and Michael was put off by just how either demanding or or how autonomous Brian Flores and if he was put off by that, I'm speaking theoretically now. I I hope he understands that Michael Bidwell is going to have to give that power to his head coach if he wants the head coach to be able to instill fear into players, player singular i.e. Kyler Murray, you're going to have to give it to the next guy. If if you hire a guy that's just happy to be there and it's going to be decision by committee and the owner's going to be involved, th- that's not going to command Kyler Murray's respect. I'm sorry. I hope they know that. I hope they re- that seems very fundamental to me. I hope they realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line now, like uh, this listener who said, We need Brian Flores. We need Brian Flores. We need Brian Flores. Or this one who texted in, All I want to know is Andy Reid going to appear on the Bickley and Murata show next week when he's in town to confront Jarrett. That is a great question. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I'm on it. Coming up next, speaking of Jarrett, he will present this week's Sports Kebab next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, final half hour of the show here on this Friday morning. We are Bickley and Murata Mornings. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our poll question. And this question, Dan and Vince, is all about Devin Booker. Was he snubbed? Was he not? He was not named a reserve for the upcoming All-Star game. And here are the three options for you to vote on. How do you feel about him being snubbed? It's expected. He's been hurt for a while. Typical. He doesn't get enough respect or I'm still hoping for an injury replacement for him to be an injury replacement. Mike's on. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, oh, I tell you. <laughs> um, for me, it's the first one. Expected? It's. It, I kind of expected it. I'm only speaking for me. That, yeah, uh, you know, I'm the same way. I had no games. expectation. Even if he had played in maybe six or seven more games, he probably gets the nod over somebody like Paul George, honestly. But, you know, we, it, it, it's not that And we both agreed we are not going to indulge the, oh, woe is me, we don't get any respect line anymore. Yeah. I After find last it interesting. Playoffs. Yes, we have. We did yeah. say that at the time. and. Mm-hmm. I find quiet. it interesting that the the way that the question is phrased is it just says he was snubbed. It's not was he snubbed. It says he was snubbed. Yeah, I found that I, I that think phrasing interesting. You know, the C is still a viability. I mean, you know, Zion Williamson is he going to be healthy for this game? I, right, we don't know. Yeah, we we without we knowing any of the details, no. <laughs> yeah, right. just guessing based right. off history. No. All right, You're vote talking about for the, the first option. All star game, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, 69% of our voters say they're not surprised. They expected that Devin Booker would not be an all-star this year. He's been hurt for a while. 27% say typical. He does not get enough respect. 4% say I'm still holding out hope that he can be an injury replacement. 
Yeah, that could happen. Uh, we shall see. Thank you, Sarah. Today's Sanderson Thank Ford you. poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. That's where you can vote on it. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. All right, Jared, what have you prepared for us this week? All right, this is the sports kebab. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous right off the bat here. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, earlier in the week, the uh, mayor of Cincinnati released a video bragging about how well I was going to do on the sports kebab. And, <laughs> I mean, the guy's never wrong, so I'm sure I'm going to do well. Are you guys hyped for NHL All-Star Weekend? Oh, yes. Yeah. Buddy, this week's events are held in South Florida, and all the players are down there to enjoy the festivities. Uh, though I heard there were some issues getting to the local beach because some conceited jerk blocked off an area by the dunes with a film crew to record an NFL retirement video. <laughs> Don't know what that was about. <laughs> Yes, legendary quarterback Tom Brady officially retired this week by releasing a pre-recorded video he shot on a beach. Now, the video was well-received by media, by players, and especially by the old man on the beach with the metal detector who found three loose Super Bowl rings that Brady accidentally dropped after filming. <laughs> and while well-received, it was a little surprising. I mean, I think almost universally the retirement announcement raised some eyebrows from everyone except Brady. That was mostly because of an inability due to Botox, but <laughs> could not raise his eyebrows. And congrats to Brady, who in my mind, he solidified himself as the greatest ever. I mean, years ago even, he solidified that. I'm actually surprised with what others have been saying since he retired. A little disrespectful. I mean, his old media friend calls Joe Montana the best ever. His former Pat's teammate calls Bill Belichick the reason for his success. His kids call a jujitsu instructor dad. Oh! Whoa! Disrespectful. Now, some did celebrate. Actually, a lot of people did celebrate, to be fair. Celebrated Tom Brady, though. Even in New York City. Did you see this? To honor him, the Empire State Building was lit up gray and then painted over dark brown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fitting tribute, I thought. What a career, though. Tom Brady holds every record for passing and for winning. In my opinion, any debate, he's removed it all. I mean, think about it. Tom Brady has removed all doubt on who's the greatest, all questions of who's the best, and removed all buckle fat from his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask Sarah how to pronounce that word. We, El, what is buckle, the word? Fat. Have you seen that? B-U-C-C-A-L. I've heard, have you seen this? It's a trend of people removing the fat from their cheeks so they look sucked in. No. Really? Yeah. No. It's the yeah. newest thing for us to be self-conscious about, yes. having oh, fat in your glad face. Glad I don't know about this. Yes. Well, yes. let's go elsewhere in the news because everybody's talking about the giant round balloon flying through the sky. Yeah, I'm of course talking about Andy Reid on his way to Arizona. Yeah, that's uh, Chiefs head coach and guy who looks like if David Crosby were reincarnated as a beanbag chair. Andy Reid in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, this is Andy Reid's fourth 
Super Bowl and third in four years with the Chiefs. What a career. I mean, say what you will about the guy. Say what you will about his legacy. But the man casts a big shadow. He does. Uh, the other big, the other big NFL news is the Cardinals coaching search still going on. I mean, who are they going to hire? Vance Joseph, Brian Flores, an assistant like who doesn't have any experience. I mean, is it going to be Brian Callahan, Lou Anarumo? I mean, these guys have less coaching experience than the last guy who's currently neck deep in a bowl of pad tie right now. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's some people saying, what about John Gruden? Bickley, you brought him up earlier. With all due respect, I think the only one in America who's hoping for a John Gruden comeback is Frank Caliendo's agent. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But at least they aren't the Colts, right? I mean, Indianapolis has interviewed 13 candidates, many of them twice, and are now starting a third round of interviews with those coaches. This is a once-proud franchise. This is a Super Bowl-winning franchise. They are in shambles now. They seem desperate. I mean, I haven't seen someone throw away their dignity this quickly since the cast of 80 for Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of a mess, what will the Suns finally do with Jay Crowder? It's got to be coming soon. We're days away from the trade deadline. Several names have been linked to Phoenix. Grayson Allen is one of them. Oh, boy. Oh, could you imagine Grayson Allen coming here? Oh, that guy has a face only a mother could love. As long as that mother is a Lily Munster. <laughs> now, the name I'm more intrigued with is Toronto's OG Ananobi. A lot of good things I'm hearing about him. OG Ananobi. Kellen said he'd be perfect for the Suns. Woj said he'd bring a lot to the team. And Charles Barkley said, hey, is that the guy who trained Luke Skywalker to be a Jedi? (laughs) (laughs) And finally, there's a big new show on TBS. Have you seen this? Power Slap. Oh. Power slap. It's oh. a real show. It is ridiculous. Maybe you've seen the commercials. It's getting terrible ratings. But this is a real show where competitors stand across from each other and slap each other across the face as hard as they can. Now, while this is sickening and idiotic, I will say this. I will give them this. Watching someone repeatedly get pummeled in the face over and over while trying to withstand it with a brave face is a perfect metaphor for being an Arizona sports fan. So it's... Yeah, it kind of is. I guess that, that one was more oh, depressing was than joke? funny, I suppose. So. No, no, it actually, no, it's, it's, I think it's a really good metaphor, actually. Yes. So watch Power Slap this weekend on yeah. TBS. Yeah. Next <laughs> deep and pad time. bizarre, though, we, we can sit here and, and have all this faux concern about football players and what can happen to you on a football field, and then you allow that to happen? It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, true. it's pretty gross. You know who else has faux concern? Cliff, King- Cliff Kingsbury ordering soup in. That's a pho. Fu- fucking fu- 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 By the way, <laughs> the uh, reviews for 80 for Brady yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. From uh, the audience, 90% positive. From the critics, 65%. 
That's much better than I thought. I'll give I mean, you it has re- great actresses in it. I'll give you my review on Monday. Oh, like, you're no. going to see it? <laughs> I really doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jared. Yuck. Sports Kebab every uh, Friday at 930. You follow Jared on Twitter, at Jared GC. Well, that last joke, a, a, a silence usually only heard in deep space after I said that one. Yeah. Not, I don't think the greatest one to end on. No, maybe not. Maybe it was the delivery. We don't know. Who knows? But the Empire State joke, very, very funny. Thank you. Uh, some final thoughts heading into the weekend on Bickley and Murata Mornings is next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. Teased you with the hi there greeting. The hi there. Group, so we thought maybe let's listen to a little bit more of the song. And a good tune by Peter It is Gabriel. a good song. Yes, I agree with you on that. Superior to Sledgehammer in my humble Sledgehammer's opinion. really good too. Yeah. And so is uh what's that what's that slower song he does? Oh we, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Those are the three those are the three bouncing tracks from Peter Gabe. I tell you I got a cassette player boombox for Christmas. Now all I need this to do year? is find right, someone. You walk around with it? Somebody's window to hold it up over my head and play Peter Gabriel. Have you all taken right. up breakdancing? <laughs> I have not. Better solo career, Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins. Given the slight edge to Collins. If you're talking commercial success, yes. it's not even a contest. Better version of Genesis, fronted by Peter Gabriel oh. or fronted by Phil Collins. Same thing if you're talking commercial success. That's the not, Collins that's one not even a contest for me. I didn't I didn't like Peter Gabriel Genesis. Did you? No. As Patrick Bateman said in the movie American Psycho. Two new ways. Why are you always quoting the American side? No reason. No reason at all. There you go. It's a big time Peter Gabriel. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. It was a busy night in the NBA last night. We didn't get a chance to touch on it. Dylan Brooks' name has come up today, but mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks was at it again last night. Yeah. Um, he was involved he, he kind of tangled with Donovan Mitchell and then while he was on the floor very unnaturally kind of took a swing and hit Donovan Mitchell in the no-no area yeah. and Donovan Mitchell didn't like it very no. much he had a frustrating night they Threw both a basketball at dude they both got ejected but uh I like Donovan Mitchell came out and said, look, people around the league know this. This is not new. And I couldn't believe no. it in watching um, the way it <laughs> unfolded. T- uh, TNT's Kevin Harlan was on the call, and he used the word boink <laughs> to describe no. <laughs> when, when the contact took place. But Reggie Miller watched the whole thing several times and kind of said, yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell was the instigator here. It's Dylan Brooks. Do you follow Dylan the Dylan Brooks is always the instigator. He always is. Even when he's not, he is. Did you see the controversy going on in women's college basketball, Vic, between uh, Duke and Florida State? Missed it. A lot of people did. Okay. But I'm bringing it up because I find it interesting, and I have so many questions. On Sunday, um, 16th-ranked Duke lost to Florida State 70-57. to It was a terrible shooting half for, for both teams, the first half. It picked up in the second half. 
Duke's head coach, Carol Lawson, said the teams played the first half with a men's basketball. What? Yes. She I did see this. This would never happen in a men's game. This was would never happen. It's embarrassing for our sport. Now, the difference, the circumference of a women's ball is about an inch smaller than a men's ball, typically two ounces lighter. If you've ever shot with both, it, it is a noticeable difference. A major difference. For anybody who major plays basketball, difference. you could notice right away. Major difference. Uh, Lawson said her players were complaining about the ball. They went 7 for 34 uh, in the first half and then 12 for 38 in the second half. So even using the right ball didn't help them much in the second half. She said, to have a game like that at the end of the season could be the difference between a seed, between a title. My players don't deserve that, neither do their players. However, the Florida State side is saying, that's not true. You're kidding. They're debating whether that... Here's where I'm confused. Where's the disconnect? If the Duke players realized this and were complaining in the first half and brought it up to their coach, why are you not having the game stopped? Getting an official and saying, this is not a regulation ball. Exactly. Why wouldn't you stop and go, this basketball here, go, go get that other rack. I don't know. That's the darndest thing. Is women's college basketball just turning into baseball now? Where they change the ball with no warning and don't tell anybody about it? Right, right. I just thought that was a weird story. Uh, The ACC has instituted a procedural change that the game ball will be brought to the pregame meeting with the captains for approval. I thought that happened already, but oh well. Just wait till the NCAA tournament. The women will be lucky if they even get a ball. <laughs> how, how terrible they're treated there. That is yeah, seriously. No hotel for you either. Why wasn't that joke in the kebab? I just thought of it. Aww. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Mike Florio. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Wolf and Luke are up next. There's still people who say Joe Montana was 4-0 and in the Super Bowl, so he's mm-hmm. still the best. And Mahomes already can't do that because he already lost the Super Bowl. But it would be like, like let's suppose Joe Burrow wins four or five, but he doesn't lose any. Oh, but he already lost one last year. Never mind. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You two continue. Good morning, everyone. It helps if I turn my mic on. Is that wood over there? Yeah, for Micah, whatever. Yeah, I always took yeah. it for granted. Bick is spitting. I'm spitting, man. <laughs> spitting. Done. So at least good. Done. 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 Lippy. 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 Shut up, Bigley. <laughs> Shut up. Lou Anarumo. He was in my fourth Look, grade I, class. I beat him up all the time for fun. I mean, he was a punk. It's a ferret. <laughs> it never bites. <laughs> they did not. They did not. <laughs> my knee. It's not broken. Your mom goes to college. I'm so wicked sad, Sully. Tommy's calling it a career. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Tom, why are you so mad at me? It's only the question everybody me? wants to hear, Tom. Tom, Tom, why oh, are you talking yes. to me like that? You appear to be bothered by the question. Tom, this is not the deaf comedy jam. Please watch the language. <laughs> I'm out of here, baby. I'm not working for these clowns. Everybody picked us to lose. Lou and Arumo, all right? <laughs> hey, coach, and Arumo. Oh, okay, here we go. Time to rearrange. Oh, well, there's these tennis courts. They should just tear them down and turn them into pickleball cards. I don't know why they're wasting them on tennis. Hey, I'm flipping. Uh, get him a I'm the man. You the man. Frank Kush. Get him a beer. How can I be the man when Frank Kush is the man? I can't find Pope Fest. Don't you want me, ball boy? Shots, 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 shots. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. This is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. This one only just begun. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I'm begging you to beg me. Everyone make a funny noise so you can make the montage. Oh, yes, go. Woo! 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 
He's just one of many men who are intimidated by me, so join the freaking club. Gucci Mambo? My ACL scar looks like a sideways smiley face. Popped in a dinghy. Blanker, get off the pot, Jim Ursay. Am I right? My Ursay. mouth is like a dirty hose. Get your gamey meat out of here. That's get the always. dog some earmuffs. Listen to Wine Guy. From the duh file. Those mother effing snakes on a mother effing plane. I'm special. You I'm, can bring a dead skunk anywhere, though. I think Grayson Allen is is a useful piece. Uh, a piece of, some people a think piece he's of a piece what? of something. <laughs> It might not be exciting, it might not be joyful, but at least it's taking a long time.